Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Fab of Rubies. My name is Amarachi Gabriel. Yeah, you're welcome once more. Um, on today's episode, I'll just be sharing something that, you know, I just came across and I felt it important to share with you. So please stick around and listen. Okay. Um, recently, I came across a post on Facebook. You know, it was just one of those days I, you know, scroll, scroll through Facebook. And so I found a post that, um, here's what it said. Your dead grandmother that speaks to you every now and then is not her, but a deceptive spirit, period. Now, this is a minister that shared this, and a lady countered this. She, immediately, she saw that she just countered it and called the minister a hypocrite. And she was affirming this lady was affirming time and time again in an argument with everyone, with literally over 100 people, you know, trying to make her see the light, make her see the truth. She was like, oh, no, this is not you. You are demon. people who worship their ancestors. That's wrong. That's not good. But hey, <laughs> listen, let me just tell you what happened. She got blocked in the end. But before that, I had to put out a very long post. I was like, hey, sister, this is not it. You are a beautiful person, obviously, but this way leads to leads to destruction. So for some of you who don't know what I'm talking about, um, it ancestral worship is a big deal. Is a big deal for a lot of people, not just in Africa, where I come from, but also in the US and some other places. I'm not sure about other countries, but yes, I do know about people, you know, very Western people, civilized people who are involved in ancestral worship. And it's a kind of worship that, that you know, um, someone who wants to seek direction from their ancestors just go into. So they seek guidance of the spirits that, you know, are behind these dead relatives. And some of them don't know that they are dealing with deceptive spirits. That's the funny thing. But I just want to share this with you to let you understand that this is a serious issue. So let's tackle it a little bit. And this may not be like, um, like a problem because we all know in Africa where I come from, here in Nigeria, mm, we are plenty. Like the people that do this stuff, they are plenty there. Uh, forgive me. <laughs> there are many. When I say there are plenty, uh, it is. Oh, oh. <laughs> so there are, are many and they do all these things. And you just wonder why. But this is this is literally how we first started before the advent of colonialism before it came and then we were we were you know the, the bible and christianity was introduced to us so this was the norm this was the worship the main form of worship we didn't know any other way we felt okay before if we wanted something then we have to go to the person you know our forefathers they have they were wise and they are still wise and you know we can just seek direction from them so that was the mode of worship traditional worship and it's still the same thing today funny enough it's still going on and people have different deities they worship different deities okay different deities different idols so what what was said in the bible at the time about worshiping spirits and all of that is still happening today okay it's still happening today people feel a little confident you know very confident very powerful in doing these things so we're not surprised okay 
So yes, this lady was arguing back and forth and was like, okay, if you come for me, you're a fake person, you're a hypocrite, you can't come for me. I'm, I said what I said, I said what I said. And I was like, okay, lady, you have to calm down. Read what I posted, okay? And so I tagged her and I shared a, a, a few things. And this is what I'm going to share with you as well. Because I just felt I needed to say this. So one thing to note is, even though she was saying we are hypocrites, because probably she has seen a lot of people do, you know, they come out in the pulpit, they preach the gospel and they go and practice something else. The one thing that we all claim is we are not righteous in ourselves by us, in our strength. We don't become righteous because we do good things, okay? We are made righteous because of Christ, because of what he's done on the cross. And so it is a beautiful thing to say that we are saved by the powerful and amazing grace of God. It was never merited by anything we've done or could ever do. We speak based on what God says in his word. We're not speaking because we feel like speaking it, okay? Most people are aware of the, the ills that happen in some churches, in most churches. But we do know one thing as well, that our becoming Christians, our becoming righteous, or becoming good people is not because of our nature. Because as human beings, we have sin. Inherently, we, we are weak in ourselves, okay? But because of Christ, we are made whole. So we don't speak based on what, you know, what the, the culture says. We speak based on what God says. And so I do understand that we often make mistakes using our experiences to create doctrines. And that's not cool. Hello, hello, hello. I know we make this mistake a lot. Someone comes to the pulpit and they're sharing, hey, this is my experience. This is what I'm doing. And this has worked for me. But it doesn't work for another person. So we should be careful not to make doctrines of of our own experiences, okay? You have to be careful with that. And I'm also going to talk about this in detail, you know, in another episode, another podcast, you know, episode, whatever. So we'll we'll talk about that later. But right now, um, there are certain things you, you have to, we have to pay close attention to when we read the scripture. And one of those things you, we have to look at is, the fact that deception is real and the Bible mentions it. He talks about it. In fact, <laughs> let me tell you that the very in the very beginning, one notable theme in, in, in the creation of this world, after you know, after God rested and man was created and man got his wife and all of that, the next theme is deception. The deception of the enemy. And so it is a reoccurring theme throughout scripture that we are opposing evil the good is opposing evil just as the bad is opposing good you know you know how that works it's it's back and forth so one thing you agree with me you can agree with me is this that there is deception in our world if there wasn't the word deception wouldn't even be existing so there is deception okay there is the fact that you're talking to a spirit guide or something that is giving you info, telling you something, or you have to clearly watch out what that is because this is real, all right? This is real. And a lot of people are beginning to entertain these things in their homes because they are not aware. Let me tell you something. Ignorance kills. What you don't know can kill you, man. 
it can kill you and you won't even know you're dead <laughs> you don't know you're dying but that stuff you're ignorant about is killing you so let me just say this okay we're talking about deception here okay deceptive spirits deception it's all part of the thing that we're talking about that right um so it is existing and i, I say so because I had fallen victim of the enemy's carefully crafted lies a couple times, even as a confessing Christian. Those self-hate thoughts, those I don't like myself, I don't feel worthy to accept this, I don't I don't know if this is me, I don't know, maybe th- this bad thing is good for me or this good thing is not good for me. You know, those things, those things are clearly lies from the enemy and they're just meant to cheat you out of your destiny your god ordained destiny but someone just say that to yourself the devil is a liar the devil is a liar okay just say that to yourself wherever you are he is a liar and um i knowing that this is real you know it, it, you get to a certain place where after being lied to you're careful to look out for the truth. You want to know the truth. With passion, you just want to know what the truth is. And so after believing all these lies, I encountered spiritual warfare of the mind that I could only win with the truth. And it was at this at this time that I began searching the word of truth, which is God's written word. All right. So let me just give you a scripture now. This is in 1 Timothy 4 verse 1. All right, in the NLT version, it says, There is such a thing as deceptive spirits. Okay, there is such a thing as deceptive spirits, and the Bible clearly states that in the last days, which is now, all right, this, this is the last days. Okay, if you're just wondering, now the spirit tells us clearly that in the, the, the last time, some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow. All right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I I made a mistake. Okay, First Timothy four verses one says, "Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times or the last days, if you may, that's emphasis laid. Um, the last time some some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. Does that ring a bell?" Because a lot of us are beginning to indulge in some things that are just purely demonic and we don't even know. All right? We don't even know. That's the thing. Once you know, you are saved. You're saved. I once saw a video of people bathing in water in, in, a, in, in, a, in, a, in a stream, okay? They were just in a single file. And someone was claiming to be a pastor. And he was saying, in the name of Jesus, take this wealth. Take this wealth. Take this money. And he was sprinkling dollars on them. Just sprinkling the money. Spraying it on them. You know, just take the money. And I could see them, naked men and women, bathing in water. And this is on social media, okay? If you're wondering where I got this. <laughs> it was circulated. And I was like, what, what is going on? So... Basically, these people think they are worshiping God and they are following the wrong person. That is a deceptive spirit in a man. Encouraging these people to come in and take some wealth. You know, I, I will give you wealth. And I'm saying this in the name of Jesus. Are you watching what is happening here? Like, are you seeing? This is not new. But some people are not aware. And so, sister and brother, if you are under this, this uh, indoctrination, you have to come out of it. Because you're being deceived. 
all right you're being deceived so now one thing that confuses us is even when even when we're not involved in all this um this this what should i call it now this diabolic things this dirty things even if we're not directly involved in those things there are times we hear voices or there are times people hear voices and they think it's the holy spirit they think it's god they think okay this is this is definitely god and for those who are involved in ancestral worship and they don't even know it's ancestral they don't even know it's demonic they might tell themselves okay this is my my grandmother is telling me something that needs that is so beneficial and trust me it can be very helpful what she says to you what the spirit of your grandma what the spirit a familiar spirit says to you it can be very helpful it can seem beneficial how was eve deceived the enemy threw something and i said okay this is this is the good thing that will happen when you eat this fruit and she ate it and afterwards what did she tell god she said i was deceived at the moment it didn't feel like it was deception at the moment it was like oh this is a good thing i could eat this fruit and i will get knowledge and i'll become you know i'll be like gods she didn't even know she was a god on her own because god the the most high god gave her power and dominion she and adam to look over to to watch after, uh, um watch over the affairs of the earth to govern the affairs of the earth that is the power of a god a small god maybe but that is a power of a god to look over the, the entire world and this is what god gave her and yet the enemy came with his deception and said you will be like god's you'll be wise you'll be you'll be wise you become wise when you eat the fruit and she ate it <laughs> and later on she knew like their eyes were open and she knew she was deceived so there is a truth that will come upon you and you will know that what you've been hearing all this while is not you it's not the holy spirit it's the devil so in order to tell whether a voice or spirit is actually the spirit of god we are advised to do one thing one thing test the spirits and this is in first john chapter 4 verse 1 to 6 uh, if you read that this is not if you read like from the verses 1 to 6 you will understand what i'm saying so it says test the spirits test it how do you test it that's the question so i said okay okay you tell me to test it how do i test it how do i test it so before i tell you how i just want to note this in the most vulnerable periods of our lives the supernatural we, we when we need the most answers to questions the supernatural can give us we are often so drawn to the supernatural in the most vulnerable periods of our lives we want to know why this happened some who lose their parents want to know okay why did this happen i don't understand this trauma at all so how can i escape it because in our most vulnerable moments we don't want to deal with the pain we want to escape it that's exactly how these people get trapped cuz they are looking for answers they are looking for answers that they don't even they don't know how to get the answers so whatever comes up whatever shows up as the answer they take it it's supernatural right that's how the new age is able to penetrate the lives of people because the new age doesn't come to whole people it comes to broken people broken people are the easiest to deceive and i'm not saying this to shame anyone because we're all broken in some way or the other but let's just tell ourselves the truth when you're vulnerable when you're broken 
you are easily susceptible to this kind of things to these things so in our pain and confusion we think that that the voice that soothes us or gives us a clear cut direction for our lives is actually the voice of god oh no sometimes it looks like it's telling you the truth it looks like okay you know you know you can do this it's a good thing and it act, it actually is good and you do it and what happens the fruit of it becomes terrible some of us are so immersed like people can be so immersed in this thing and they don't even know and over time <laughs> when the enemy comes back he comes back with a vengeance even when you sold your soul to him all right it's not it's not he doesn't do things cheaply okay like he's not generous he's the opposite of good so you have to examine the fruit and the source of what gives you comfort or witty ideas Okay, are you listening to me? You have to what is the fruit of this? What is the source? How do you tell what the source is by the fruits? By the fruits. Okay? The enemy imitates a lot of things, including the voice of God. When he knows, okay, God speaks in a very calm, gentle way. So for me to deceive these ones and make them feel that it is God, then let me just come out as you know a very calm subtle being who is just gentle but is not actually gentle so he will not use a, a harmful voice he will not use you know a voice that will scare you he would use something that is so calm and you will think oh this is my friend all right <laughs> so if you understand this it, it's always about the promise of a calmer state of mind what this new age religion shows us or tries to encourage us or draw us to is a karma state of they make promises to give us a karma state of mind or the promise of power and control when one is involved in witchcraft all of these things were like okay so the new age gives us um, a kind of calm uh, state of mind and all of that we just feel this is it this is it but let me be honest with you it's not always going to it's not going to end up calm with you it's going to end up uh uh socialize it to malchus so when when the enemy gives a thin whether it's good or bad when he gives a thin he sends great pain in the end so if you're thinking that all this information is good and Jesus is just is just not it for me and um this I am in, I'm being encouraged by this this word I'm being encouraged by this spirit my dear one day one day great pain will set in i could tell you stories i could tell you the results of these things cuz we are let me just let me just chip in this right now the horoscopes you you're paying attention to the online tarot cards the angel readings all those things they are demonic if you don't know cuz let me be honest i have at some point dabbled in these things and it looked it looked interesting to me cuz at that at that time i was like 
13 or, or 14 and I, I on my phone I saw this I'll get readings this is it and then I checked and oh my god I put in the date of my, my my birth date and it brought out some information about me that I knew was correct I was like okay this is interesting you know? and then I opened up tarot cards and it would read out some things that I should be expecting whether it's the truth or not my dear I don't even know but here's the thing We've been so deceived by this thing because it looks attractive. It looks attractive if you don't know what it is. All right. So the Bible clearly states that the devil disguises himself as an angel of light. That's what he does. An angel of light. He comes as a beautiful, peaceful, and calm spirit because he knows we are easily moved by the things that seem good or right to us. But scripture says, there is a way that appears right to a man, but in the end leads to death. And you get this in Proverbs 14, verse 12. There is a way that looks good. It looks beautiful. It looks nice. It's calm. But in the end, what you have is destruction. Hence, you want to know the the fruit of what you're listening to. This is how you can test it. Galatians 5 gives us a guide and it says, this is in verse 22 to 23 says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, this kind of fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Now, I want you to know something. It says this fruit. Hallelujah, somebody. It says this fruit. That means all of these things are in one. You don't get to see goodness and not see faithfulness. You don't get to see love and not see joy. You don't get to see peace and not see patience. You don't get to feel see gentleness and not have self-control. All right? That thing could be gentle to you, but if there's no self-control, then that's not the Holy Spirit. That thing could seem loving to you, but if there's no joy or peace, or let me tell you something, this joy and peace and love could be there, but if there's no patience, if there's no kindness, then, my dear, that's not God. So it it says, and I love the way God put it here, the fruit, the fruit, it's a fruit. And inside this fruit, you have all these virtues. They are everything in one fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All in one fruit. All right? And that's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. If that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you, you will experience all these things. All of them. Not one will be missing. Because the Bible says there is no law against these things. If, you're, if the spirit you're listening to isn't producing these things in you and in others, in the people around you, if people cannot see love in all its manifestations, because that's love, then you need to examine why. And this is where you need to go to God in prayer. You need to go to God in prayer. He will give you the answer you need, even if it takes a while. So this is also proven in God's word in Habakkuk 2, 3. It says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it because it will surely come. 
it will not tarry. It means here that if you're looking for an answer and you're seeking God for an answer, you have to wait for it. It will definitely come. It will come. Okay? You don't have to give up. The answer will come. So Jesus said in scripture, a good tree, now back to the fruit. He says, a good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Look at everything through the lens Christ gives and identify what source it is from. God is saying, a good fruit cannot produce bad fruit. And a bad fruit cannot produce good fruit. In the end, the fruit will definitely show. It will definitely come out. You will see it. You will see it. No matter how long it waits, you will see the fruit. And so another uh, interesting part I like here is, Any fruit that does not produce good food is chopped down and thrown into the fire. It is destroyed. You don't, you don't, you're not patient with it. You don't sit down in it and entertain it. You don't sit down and entertain nonsense. It is thrown into the fire. Now, when I first looked at this, I thought, okay, this could be, the fire could mean a test. Hence, test the spirits. But it also means other things. So, yes, thrown into the fire, the lake of fire and brimstone. All right. Now, let me just add this. Deception is good enough ground for the enemy to enforce control over a person's life until the lie is exposed. That means he has access to control you until the truth is exposed. (laughs) I am shouting so you can hear me, okay? I know you can hear me, but please let this sink. And deception thrives. Okay, listen to me. Deception thrives where darkness thrives, okay? That's what happens. When the light of God shines, what is hidden comes to light. What is hidden becomes exposed when the light of God shines. All right? So to end this, I'll just give you a couple scriptures. A couple scriptures for you to actually meditate on. So you can do that in your private study. Or you can look this up on the internet if you don't know much about this. For a time, this is 2 Timothy 4. Three uh, verses uh, 3 to 4, the NLT version. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. Now let that sink in for a bit. Is that what you're doing? Because, hello, that's, that's exactly what we're doing these days. We are looking for people who will teach us according to our own desires, who will cater to our desires, selfish desires, lust. People who will teach us according to those desires. People who will give us what we want to hear. What our itching ears want to hear. That's, what, that's the people we are going to go to. And then we'll, we will reject the truth and chase after myths. What is a myth, if I may ask? It's a truth... Something that is believed, a story that is believed but is not true. And so how many of us are going after things that is widely accepted and believed but is not true? That is deception. That is deception. And so 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen 14 says, But I am not surprised. I am not 
surprised. Even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. All right. And so in 2 Corinthians 10, 4 to 5, in the NLT version, it says, We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Amen. Someone say amen to that because that's a powerful prayer for me too. <laughs> it's a prayer and it's also the word. So we use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons. Okay? Don't think it's it's, it's knives and, and sticks and guns. No. We're not dealing with the government here. We're not dealing with the people that are hurting us. We're not dealing with the people that are we have grievances against. The enemies are Of course it's the enemy. The devil is the number one enemy here. And he would like to disguise himself as an angel of light. So you don't see him. You see the people in your lives. Our weapons of warfare are not carnal. We're not fighting the people here. We're not fighting the people in this physical realm. Of course, we're dealing with the injustice. But the injustices have a root. And the root, who, who is planting the seeds? You might wonder. Who is planting the seeds in the minds of men to do the evil that they do? It's Satan. The principalities and powers that govern the world. But Christ Jesus said that he has overcome them. He's triumphed over them. And you as a Christian, you are seated in heavenly places with him. So you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to deal with those things anymore. You have to simply say to yourself that you are free. You're not under deception. I will recommend you read 1 Samuel 28. Because... That explains a few things about mediums and all those things. I mean, see, let me tell you something. Scripture is very interesting. The Bible is interesting. It has a lot of truth that we tend to overlook sometimes. And God is speaking to you right now. It's long overdue. You've been listening to these things for such a for a long time now, and you just have to say no. Okay? You just have to say no. Let your no be firm. You can't entertain nonsense this time. You can't entertain the deception. It's too much. It's, it's so rampant these days, and we have to say no to it. So, first Samuel uh, chapter 28, you have to please, please, please just go and read this, this chapter. First Samuel 28, read it and let it speak to you about what I'm talking about how we consult mediums these days and how um, dirty that is <laughs> demonic so Christ Jesus has an awesome plan for your life okay uh, funny enough I, I have come to understand that he often uses us in our weakness I have flaws and it, it will be pride to give you doctrines in my own short comments I cannot give you a doctrine Everything I've said so far, and God help me, by His grace I'm saying this thing, so everything I've said so far is based on scripture. Deception is real, and everything I've said so far is just because I know the destruction that can be, you know, brought on anyone who is strongly deceived. So that's why we have to expose ourselves to light, so God can reveal what is dark. So... As citizens of the kingdom of God, we are, we are called to stand out and defend God's truth. 
that's what I'm doing. And this is something we have to do. We don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be sorry for saying the truth. Okay? What does he say in the last days? People will look for teachers that will tickle their fancy, that will say something that they like. So even if I come with the truth, somehow I will be despised because I'm saying the truth. Only those who, who love the truth will listen to me. So I'm not scared. Um, it's important for us to hold on to the truth. Discard what is evil. Hold fast to the truth. This is what God says. Don't hold on to what's evil. Hold on to what is good. Discard the evil. Discard the bad. Hold on to good. Hold on to sound doctrine. When it's preached, hold on to it. Okay? So, one thing I want you to know is that when God sees you, He sees you as righteous because of what Christ has done. Let me tell you, your sins cannot stop God from forgiving you. If you come to Him and say, God, I choose you. I have seen men who who did the worst things that I don't even like to talk about. I've seen them come to Christ and they become changed. And you're like, this man used to be a murderer before. So how come he's this? How come he's this now? He used to be this and, and now he's changed and now God has changed his life. That's the power of the gospel. A man can be totally, a man can be an alcoholic. A man can be addicted to so many sins. And when he comes to Jesus Christ, he is changed. He, he comes to him and their family, their family is no longer under the oppression of the devil. Because let me tell you the truth, as sons and daughters of God, one thing we must acknowledge is that this evil that is going on in our world is not just happening. There is something behind it. There is a dark force behind this evils. And we all have to secure our families. Because this is the last days. All the things happening, they are not just happening. They're not... They're, let me tell you, they don't just happen because they want to happen. Like, okay, so we see the wars coming and it just it just started happening. Okay, people are experiencing this wildfires all over the place. It just it just happened. No, my dear, they don't those things don't just happen. Our spiritual world is more is real. More real than the physical. Let me tell you something, okay? It's more real than the physical. So if you're thinking that, okay, this is all there is in the world, uh, the earth, we will die and just die, die, die. Let me tell you, there's something more real. When you look at nature, when you look at nature and you see the intricacies of nature, you must tell yourself that these things didn't just, they didn't just pop up. They didn't just come to this, to our existence. Something is behind it. It's not the universe and creative intelligence that people are saying in the new age. God is God, okay? And his son Jesus came to die for us. And so there is good and evil. And it's deeper than you think. It's not, it's not, it can be grasped totally with your finite minds. There is an infinite world. Just as we have millions of galaxies, our own world is just in one galaxy. <laughs> Then it tells you that there is something bigger and it's it's looking at you right now. Okay, not to scare you. God is the one looking at you, okay? So let me be honest with you. You have to hold on to the truth. God will forgive you if you come to him. There is a limited time. So right now, as you're breathing, God is simply saying, child, I'm giving you the chance to come to me. I'm giving you the chance to make things right. And hey, if you're wondering, if you're asking, I, I don't really understand all these things. 
I'll explain in another episode. But today, I just want to tell you something. You have to let go of the deception because it's going to destroy you in the end. It looks good. It looks beautiful. It's amazing. It's fantastic. And it's offering you promises. I'll give you a good example. When Christ was tempted by the devil, the devil did not present something bad for, to him and say, okay, come and do this bad thing. No, he didn't say that. He came to him and said, now this is the, 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 sec, the third temptation. He said, Okay, let me read it in Matthew chapter 4, verses 8. It says, Then the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the nations of the world in all their greatness and splendor. And he said, All these I will give you if you kneel and worship me. All these I will give you if you kneel and worship me. That is what the enemy promised him. The enemy was basically saying, I'm going to give you these good things if you come and bow down before me and worship me and that's exactly what people are doing today they take the good things and they worship the devil and they're ignorant of what is coming know what is coming they feel it's just just, you know this happened i have so much money in my account now because i did this and you don't know worse still worse still the enemy has deceived people in the church using false teachers to deceive many are you understanding me like the example i gave as i started how a man was a man was saying in the name of jesus come and take wealth and he was doing it in a river i don't even know what kind of river that is and people were bathed in naked in a river broad daylight hello that is real and those people right they think they're doing that in the name of god in the name of jesus okay we're doing this in the name of jesus so that has to be right my brother, sister, that is not right. That is demonic. And that is what is happening now. The enemy is saying, come, I will give you all these things if you worship me. And so people don't even get those things. They worship him first. <laughs> and so he gives, it, he gives it to them. But he's coming with the vengeance. When God gives, he doesn't add anything bad to it. The Bible says that the blessings of the Lord make it rich and add it no sorrow. What does that mean? It means that when God gives you something, it's going to bring great joy, peace, love, everlasting joy. No matter what happens to you, if God gives you a gift, it's going to last. It's going to bring you joy forever. When the enemy gives you a gift, that is not a gift. That's a punishment because he's waiting for the exact day. Because why? Why? He hates us. Whether you're a believer or not, whether you're a devil worshiper or not, he hates you. He hates everyone who was born in the image and likeness of God. That is why he tempted man in the first place, because he wanted to make sure that man fell, that man couldn't get the benefits of God. And he's doing the same thing, even in the church. Hello, he's doing it today. So you have to be careful. You don't have to stay in your sin. You have to come out. You have to raise your hand and say, I want to be saved. A man who wants to be saved will not stay inside and fold his arms. He has to reach out. I think I've mentioned that before. He has to reach out and say, save me. And then someone can pick him up from the waters that he's sinking in. And God is doing the same thing today. It's just, it's your choice. Would you accept or just say it's another preaching? Because he will send so many people to talk to us. So many people, so many people. 
And if you read it, there's this story that I love so much. A man and his family were drowning. It seems there was a flood in the town, and so people were running away, escaping. And this man said, I'm going to wait for God to, to rescue me. I'm going to wait for God to rescue me. Okay? And so he was sinking with his family. And he's like, oh, I know this is happening, but God is going to supernaturally rescue me. But you know what God did? God sent people. He sent a sheep. He sent a ferry. He sent someone else to come in and take him out. And each time they came, he would tell them, oh, no, God is coming to save me. God is going to rescue me. But how foolish. God used those people to come and rescue him, but he turned them down. And so God is using messengers today to speak life, to speak the truth to those who wants, who wants salvation. Whether you realize it or not, you need salvation. And so I'm, I'll just end this, you know, with this. that we, we just have to look to Jesus as the author and finisher of our faith. No one is perfect and no one is asking you to hold on to their beliefs. We've, we've been mandated. We as believers in Christ, we've been mandated to share the truth of God's word, to refute the enemy's destructive lies. We are called to be beacons of light, to stand against the darkness that is pervading our homes and the nations. There is darkness, people. Thick darkness. But we've been called to be the light. So if you have doubts about what you hear or read, let God be the judge as you take it to him in prayer. All right? After listening to me right now, you say, oh, God, I, I don't believe what this lady said. Or... I just don't understand how can I really change or how can I come to God? Let me tell you, when you hear the message, when you hear a message like this and God is speaking to you and convicting your heart, the next question is, what must I do to be saved? It's just simple. You have to believe that he died to set you free from all your sins and then you come to him and confess it with your mouth that you believe. That's how it is. The kingdom operates by words. (laughs) The dynamics of this world, everything is based on creative energy and that is based on what we speak, what we release into the atmosphere. And the words that we speak have power. So when you say to yourself, I choose Jesus, I believe in you, Jesus, I am turning away from my sins and the things that are tripping me down, then God says, I I have you now. I have you now. Do you know how reckless his love is for you? That he is willing to leave every other thing just to get your attention. So that is the same thing. You have to believe that he is real, that he loves you, that he's here with you, that he's that he died to save you. Then you confess him as your Lord and Savior, and then you will be saved. Okay? So right now, I just want to ask you this question. After listening to all of this, knowing the season we're in, a great deception is upon this world, and you're under that. You don't want to be under those of that oppression of the enemy. You don't want to be under deception. You want to choose Jesus so he can shine the light. If your answer is yes, I want this. I want to follow Jesus. I want to know the peace that he gives. I want to know the gifts that he gives. And I'm not here to follow him because of his gifts, but I'm here to follow him because of the life he offers. 
because when you have Jesus, you have life. He said it in his word. I am the way, the truth, and the life. So come on now and say this prayer with me if you want to be saved. You can say that after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word. God, I am a sinner and I accept that I have sinned against you. I ask that you forgive me of my sins, Lord God. Have mercy on me, Lord Jesus. Wash me with your blood. Save me from sin. And write my name in the book of life. Cancel my name in the book of death. I choose you, Lord Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Use me for your glory. Now and forevermore. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So yes, if you said that prayer, you're welcome. You are now a believer in Christ. And there's a whole lot for you to do. So if you have questions, um, you can always reach out. Um, you can reach out on my Instagram at Amarachi Gabriel. Amarachi Gabriel. That's it. No, nothing. Just at Amarachi Gabriel on Instagram. And you can also reach out to me even here. Just send the voice note. Or on Facebook, The New Christian Mag. The New Christian Mag. Now, I know there could be a lot of The New Christian Mags out there. But hey, if it's really difficult for you to reach out on those pages, then I have an email. And the email is thenewchristian365 at gmail.com. Thenewchristian365 at gmail.com. So reach out and you will be blessed. Tell me what you have problems with and let's sort it out. Okay? So I just want to say a little prayer for you. And this is from um, Ephesians 1. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for another wonderful session with you. I'm asking God, I'm asking you, Lord God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give us spiritual wisdom and insight so that we might grow in your knowledge i pray that our hearts will be flooded with light so that we can understand the confident hope you have given us to those you've given to us who you've called your holy people who are who are your rich and glorious inheritance in jesus name amen i seal this with the blood of jesus and i ask that it touches the lives of many who listen in jesus name Amen. Thank you, Lord God. So, hey, share this if this blessed you. Share this and reach out to me, okay? Don't hesitate. I'll see you in the next episode. Stay blessed and stay safe, all right? Stay safe.